Hey, this is Jersey. You're listening to the Garden State. You're listening to the Garden State, the only New Jersey podcast that gives you all the news you need to hear this week. My name is Josh Sobo. My name is Josh Chomick. And ladies and gentlemen, we got him back. Jimmy Parts. Oh. Uh, okay. Hey, copyright, copyright, copyright. Jimmy, did you bring your own intro song this week? Oh, let me just say something here real quick. I, I've i never been so offended in my life. I put on the Garden State this week thinking I'm going to listen to my friends. Oh, then, you listened to an episode. Wow. Then Danny Dimes just shows me up with his own intro music. It's it was impressive. It was impressive from Danny Dimes' end. For those that have no idea what we're talking about, uh, last week our producer Jimmy Parks had a fill-in, and his name is Danny Dimes, and he showed up with his own intro music, which was really unexpected, and now Jimmy's back, and I guess he brought his own, uh, it sounded like some pop-punk intro music. St. Jimmy by Green Day. Was that Dave Days? Yeah. Oh, Green Day. Cool, cool. You Close know, enough. we've never talked about on this podcast how Jimmy got his start in internet, social media stuff by having the largest Green Day blog. Is that right? Yeah. On the internet. That is correct. Green Day Authority? The Green Day Authority. Do you still operate it? No, I do not. Did you sell it? I just kind of stopped working. (laughs) I mean... Can you just tell us like a quick like 15 second rundown of what Green Day Authority is? Yeah. So it was the biggest Green Day website like in the world. It started in the early 2000s by this girl named Courtney. I had my own Green Day website in middle school. I got like bought out by the Green Day Authority, worked for them for a bunch of years. Wow. And then I stopped. Wait, you got bought out by the Green Day Authority? Yeah. So you... So we, we merged. Oh. So there's still... Because I went... Uh, while you were talking, sorry, I was looking on the website and it's still moving. Like there's still stuff going yeah. on. So they bought you out. Mm-hmm. You got a nice check, I'm guessing. Yeah. And then I got ad revenue from there. No so. way. Jimmy. You How get- old were you? Uh, eighth grade <laughs> you're kidding that's me. awesome yeah. dude good for you you should have held on to it man and then and then i did that through like freshman year of college for like the green day authority do you know how many uh site visits you guys were getting a day at your peak at the peak it was stupid it was like <sighs> so the Green Day Authority's peak was before I started there. Like when American Idiot came out, they were getting like 50,000 views a day. Wow. Wait a second, but I'm confused. Yep. Green Day Authority bought your site. Yeah. What was your site called? Green Day Land. Oh, (laughs) okay. Because I always thought you owned Green Day Authority. No, I ended up being like co-owner. GreenDayLand.com? Yeah. I don't even... Going like Wayback Machine. That's crazy. Well, speaking of Green Day, you just saw them this past weekend at See Here Now. I did see them at See Here Now. I also saw Stevie Nicks. How was it, dude? It was awesome. Where was the show at? It was right on the beach at Asbury Park. Wow. So was it a good experience? Because I know you were excited to go. So I really wanted to go for a while. And then it was Friday night. And I was like, oh, should I go? Because they kept like raising ticket prices as the time went on. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I was texting one of my coworkers about it. I was like, oh, should I spend $250 to go to this thing? And she was like, yeah, I would do that. Um, and then she texted me like five minutes later. She was like, oh my God, one of my college friends is selling a ticket for like a hundred bucks. Wow. That works out. And I was like, sold. So who's who's the best artist you saw? I don't, it's gotta be a tie between Green Day and Stevie Nicks. Like the headliners, obviously, but was there anyone else you cared to see? Not really, honestly, like. 
I knew of like some other bands. I saw Caged Elephant. They played before Green Day. Oh, they, I, I liked them a lot in college. They put on a great show. Um, I also saw My Morning Jacket. They're really oh, good. Oh, they're great. Um, but no one else that I was like dying to see. Oh, well, that's that's pretty cool. I didn't know you ended up going. I know we talked about that. Yeah, it was super last minute. I, I was like on Friday night, I was like, I'm going to be really mad when it's Sunday and I'm sitting on my couch. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy called me there. on Friday night. He's like, hey, you want to go down to Seaside? It's like 9 p.m. I'm like, well, Seaside? I'm not going to Seaside right now. So the lady who has ended up selling the ticket ended up being my coworker's friend's friend. And nice. I, she called me and she was like, oh, do you live in Tom's River? And I'm like, no, but like I can come to Tom's River and pick this because of this wristband up. And um, then her husband gets on the phone. It's like, my wife's not meeting some random stranger. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Old school. And what'd you say? I said, I'll meet you like wherever you want. Because the wife was trying to be nice to me. Like, oh, I'll meet you like off the parkway in like this um, parking lot. <laughs> and, wow. and the husband was not about it. So I get to this lady's house um, and I call her and say, hey, I'm outside. And she's like, okay, I'll be right down. And she comes outside and like, Two seconds later, her husband's right behind her with his arms crossed, just like standing in the background. <laughs> oh my goodness! And it's like, <laughs> so I like went over and like shook his hand. I'm like, I just handed your wife like a hundred dollar bill. I'm not gonna try and like murder her. Wow, <laughs> dude! A lot of these, uh, <sighs> a lot of people don't trust the internet. Like you just never, you don't know who you're gonna meet these days. Yeah, but this is like. That's like, a little bit like extra. A, I was like once removed from this person, or like twice removed from this person. They know that it's That's not really someone funny. who's like. And you're like the least threatening person. Like you look like such a happy human being. I don't know if that's being. a good thing or a bad thing. I feel like I need to be more threatening. Then grow a mustache, man. You could grow a nice mustache, Jimmy, by the way, but. I've been trying for years. He's not going to do it. Well, I will say I'm glad you had a good weekend, Jimmy, because that sounds like an awesome time. You got to see some legendary bands. He got to see. He got to hear. Got to experience it. Now. now. Is that what they say? Is that the it's called no. Sea Here Now. Because <laughs> oh. it, it, but it's spelled S E A because it's on the sea. Like there's surf competitions that go on throughout oh, the whole sick. thing. That's cool. Like I miss Bamboozle at Asbury Park. Yeah. Really, but I, I miss it a did ton. That one year. No, but like before Wait, when they started, it like, was down there. Yeah, but now it's like I, I miss that like hardcore punk festival. Now it's just kind of like a mix of everything, right? Yeah, the, yeah, it was awesome. And then actually, a kid we went to high school with, Zach Sandler. Um, he's one of the producers for the festival. That's cool. So. Did you tell him to hook it up maybe next year for the Garden State? Yeah, try. Is he related to Adam? No. Then I don't care. Let's move on to the stories, boys. <laughs> Actually, before how was we, your, yeah, well, how was I your was weekend? You, how was yours? I was going to ask you because I'm trying to think of mine. Oh. Um, it's yeah. so hard to remember. We had our family over on Saturday and told them that we're having a uh, baby girl. That's exciting. <laughs> hey. We so, called it. Jimmy and I called it. Yeah, From day one, I just right. knew. Yeah, so that was exciting. And um, Sunday, I helped uh, guys. Remember we talked about Memorial Day? Sunday afternoon, I went over my in-law's house. Oh, and we closed up the pool no. for summer. And uh, on the bright side, well, bad news, good news situation, the pump to the pool broke. But the good news is they're converting it to a saltwater pump. So Heck yeah. I'm going to oh, be swimming no. in some saltwater next summer, boys. Is that like a huge process to change for an underground pool? No, apparently it's really simple. It's I think there's an upfront cost, but it, I think saltwater pools are actually cheaper once you get them going. But the pump might be a little bit more money That's, from what I understand. So, And I think in general, it's just better for you. So I'm already thinking about next Memorial Day, boys. That's what I'm getting at here. We got to push through the winter here in New Jersey. It's about to get cold. Us, snow snow is on its way can't but wait us yukis are about to get very pale oh, and uh 
I'm already getting like snow TikToks all over my feet. Oh man. So oh, dude, I can't wait for the first snowfall. Like right when this weather's like, I love the fall, but like we, we do get some October snowstorms here in New Jersey. And a lot of people might not like hearing that, but it's true. And I can go for a nice little snowstorm. Uh, I want to enjoy the fall, man. I want to enjoy all of the uh, fall activities. Are we going camping this year, boys? Yes, sir. Well, we're going to have a nice little camping trip at some point in, fall, in October. And I don't want to jump straight to snow, but I am excited for some snow. Of course. But what did you do this weekend? Of course. Um, dude, I went, dude, it was a terrible weekend. I went car shopping. Just no oh. luck. Awful. The market is insane right now. Everything is so overpriced. Hey, so what exactly right now, uh, what vehicle are you looking for? Maybe one of our listeners is like a salesman that could hook it up. <laughs> I was looking for an, uh, like a Ford F-150 or a Chevy Silverado. <laughs> I just tried saying that 10 times and Jimmy cut it. Um, yeah, just, I wanted a pickup truck, but dude, to be honest, they're so expensive. I might just get something small for now and then maybe in a few years get my dream truck. So you never know. Maybe we got a salesman listening to the podcast. They're not going to do anything. They're on their way to work and they're going to go, I have just the truck for this guy. Or someone wants to donate their truck to me. If, uh, you are that person, go to the gardenstate.com and write us a little message under the message section. (laughs) Let's get Josh Chomick a new truck. I know a guy who might be interested in selling an early 2000s Tacoma, kind of dark green, mm. new tires recently, new bumper. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm not really interested. I want a newer car, but thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> I like that Jimmy might be the salesman I was talking about. He's selling my truck for me. Well, I would I'm, never do that to you, Josh. I would never take your truck from you. Josh, I will say this. I'm sorry you're going through the hassle of trying I'm to find get there, a yeah. truck. I am currently going through the hassle of trying to find a house and... Interest rates are rising. I want a house too. That's the thing. Yeah, it just feels like we're living not right now, this year, not the best time to make a purchase or anything economic. (laughs) We got to keep our heads up, man. It's just like after like a whole weekend of like going to different dealerships, I was drained and I was so discouraged. I was like, why is it like this? Like this really stinks. But at the end, like it's going to get better. Like we'll figure it out. I'll get something. Uh, but very grateful for my my both my grandmas for letting me use their cars these past two weeks. So that's cool. It's awesome. Are we still giving away your Jeep on the podcast? No, I'm not going to give away my Jeep because it's like a death trap. Mm. I, I would feel bad. Okay. I have to figure out what to do with it, though. But if someone wants to give me like $5,000 for a 2010 Jeep Liberty, like 260,000 miles with like a lot of issues, sure, let me know. I'll take it. Great. All right. Well, with that in mind, with that offer on the table, I think it's time we get into the news, fellas. What do you say? I also, I just have a big uh, news update yeah. really quickly. Um, a lot of people have been asking, and uh, if you're watching this right now, you can see we are wearing our brand new hoodies. And uh, we have a restock of all the merch that got sold out a few weeks ago, um, probably within the next week or two. So next week, we'll have an update for you guys. But people keep DMing us, asking us when the shirts will be restocked, and we are like a week or two away with hoodies. I would say week a week away, but... I'll give you that grace to say a week or two. Just to be safe. Knows. Yeah, but I would say next week we should be selling yeah. stuff. Um, but we're going to have three new hoodies. It's hoodie season, guys. Like this these, is, it's so comfortable. Here's what I will say. We have gone through a long process of developing merch, finding the right printer for us. Our boy, uh, Chef Breezy, who prints all our merch now, he's incredible. And these hoodies that we ordered, my goodness, this is a, it's a cozy hoodie. Good Lord. It and is all of our hoodies so are being soft. printed on the same really, really soft, cozy. Like, you know when a hoodie's soft, but it's also kind of tight, like that, that mm-hmm. elastic-y tight feeling? Like, I lo- that's the perfect combo. Oh, yeah. So we got uh, some new merch coming out, thegardenstate.com. You're not going to want to miss it. Just trust me on this one. Next week, 
maybe two weeks, but I'm going to say next week. Like, follow us on Instagram. We'll have all the updates on exact drop times and all that, so then uh, you don't miss out again if you yes. missed out on the last drop. You got to be quick. The hey, people, people are crazy. People are crazy. They sold out. I mean, the, the classic tees sold out within an hour last time, and I think we're going to do the same this time. <laughs> so, so crazy. Thank you guys so much. Hey, before we get into the rest of the news for the week, did you guys hear that Adnan Syed from the Serial Podcast is being released from prison. So crazy, bro. Do you remember when we listened to this podcast? Religiously, we listened to this thing. This was like the first ever crime podcast that really blew up, I feel like. Yeah. Serial. When was that? That was like 2014. Bro, we listened to this podcast every week. Because I remember the second season came out and we were on a road trip in 2015. Do you remember that? Yes, you're right. And we listened to it. We were like, not the same as season one. But I remember that coming out in 2014 and it being like, that's eight years ago. Crazy. I couldn't believe it. Can you imagine having that podcast come out about you and then eight years later you get released from prison? Like, that's a while. But um, if if you guys are listening, you don't know about this podcast. Josh, you want to just give us a quick rundown? Yeah. So I'll read you the article. But that, so the podcast is about this this kid um, who allegedly murdered his high school girlfriend in 1999, and the podcast does a pretty brilliant job of just breaking down the case, making arguments on both sides, and it was kind of left up to the listener to determine what really went down here. Is he guilty or is he innocent? And you hear these interviews with him over the phone and it's just, it was a really great podcast. I'd recommend going back to listen to it even now. Um, and you're just wondering like, is this a lo- Is it like a lost cause? Is he going to get out of jail? Is he there forever? But here's what the article says. Um, even though it's not New Jersey news, I think it's pretty interesting for the world of podcasts. I, I added it to the list of stories just because it goes to show how powerful a podcast can yep. be like, if this podcast didn't happen, this guy would probably still be in jail right now for a crime he didn't commit. For sure. So, crazy. A Baltimore judge on Monday ordered the release of Adnan Syed after overturning the conviction of the 1999 murder of a high school student, Heyman Lee, which was his girlfriend, correct, Josh Tromick? Yes, sir. Um, a case that was chronicled in the hit podcast serial, a true crime series that transfixed listeners and revolutionized the genre. So at the behest of prosecutors who had uncovered new evidence, Circuit Court Judge Melissa Finn ordered that, that Syed, uh, Syed's conviction be uh, vacated as she approved the release of the now 41-year-old who has spent more than two decades behind bars. So new, new evidence came to light, and, and I guess now he's getting released after two decades in prison. Man, that's crazy. And like listening to the podcast was so frustrating because there was so much evidence that they used against him that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like they were tracking the cell phone. Uh, no, they were trying, yeah, they were tracking like the cell phone towers and phone lines and all this weird stuff that just didn't add up, dude. And like, you're listening, you're like, why isn't this dude free right now? Like who put him behind bars? And it's so crazy to find out that he's being released right now. Yeah, it says Finn ruled that the state violated its legal obligation to share evidence that could have bolstered Syed's defense. Uh, she ordered Syed to be placed on home detention with GPS location monitoring. The judge also said that the state must decide whether to seek a new trial date or dismiss the case within 30 days. So uh, it sounds like he's out and we'll have to see what happens there. But I figured it's an interesting story for us to get into. And I'm glad you added it to the list. Uh, we'll have to see what happens to him, man. That's crazy. And like that was like also during a time when podcasts were kind of just coming out on the scene. That was like the first big one, right? Yeah, I mean, I think well they've they've been around for way longer than that. The first big podcast was I think Adam Curry. Uh, Adam Curry, they call him the Podfather. 
because he was like he i think he created podcasts and he had one of the first big ones what, um, what was his show called i think it let me see adam curry podcast no agenda i believe i've heard i've heard that name so and many i think times. he somehow was took part in creating the um remember a- apple podcast used to have like that orange thing what is it uh, i'm gonna forget the name of it just the technology that would allow a podcast to be posted and Apple kind of used it. Oh, RSS? RSS, yeah. So he kind of, oh. I think he was like one of the forefathers of RS, the RSS no feed way. Wow. in some way. He's somehow connected. And uh, he was like the first. And that was maybe 2007 or eight. So by 2014, though, first mainstream huge podcast, I'd agree. Yeah, like that was. Because like everyone listened to Serial at the time. Dude, all our friends were listening. Everyone was engaged. Everyone was like, everyone had their their theories, their opinions on the whole entire case. Such a fun listen. I would totally go back and listen to it. If you haven't checked it out, type in Serial, S-E-R-I-A-L um, on the internet. You'll find the podcast. Go listen to season one um, and you could fu- you could. Follow the whole entire process. It's crazy. So as of December 22nd, 2014, the average number of times each episode of Serial was listened to was 3.4 million. Wow. Uh, that's pretty good. So that was like when it was active. I mean, by the way, just to correct the record, uh, the podcasting began to catch hold in late 2004, by the way, on the iPod and other apps. So it's been around for quite some time. When, when did Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan experience start? Uh, 2009, I believe. And did he like take a little while to blow up or was he kind of big? Like I didn't really hear about the Joe Rogan experience until like 2016. Yeah. 2009. Well, he was, he, um, I would say he was big as far as the podcast world in like 2014, 15, but like big compared to what he is now, which is the biggest, I think. I think it's safe to say he does the biggest interviews in the world for any media platform. Yeah. I think he gets like 11 million listeners wow. something like that. <laughs> well, close, that's close to our numbers too, which is... I mean, we're, we're getting there. Almost. We're coming after Rogi. And then, uh, so he's the biggest podcast in the world. So awesome. So this first story comes out of Wildwood Crest. In Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, a man triggered a school lockdown after running past in a weighted vest. <laughs> So they thought that he was wearing a bulletproof vest and this dude is about to like bomb the school. Exactly. It's just, <laughs> what? just trying to get his workout on. <laughs> Poor it, guy. Police in Wildwood Crest got a call just after 8 a.m. about a man walking near Crest Memorial School wearing a bulletproof vest. As police raced to the scene, the school was placed into lockdown out of what police called an abundance of caution. Initially, police were unable to locate the man. Other law enforcement agencies were called to aid the search. In a statement, police say they were able to locate the man the witness described later in the day. He was found to be wearing a weighted vest, not body armor. So this is wild. I guess he was just, he ran way too close to the school. And naturally you're like, what is this guy wearing? Because not every day someone's wearing a weighted vest working out. Yeah. And can I just say Crest Memorial School, I drive past it when I'm in uh, Wildwood, Crest on vacation with family. That's a school? It's the most depressing looking school and it's, on, it's on a main road. Anyone could be running by that thing. Last time we were down, my, me and my sister-in-law were laughing because above this door, I have it open. For those watching, listening to the podcast, I'm showing Chomic on my computer. Above this cafeteria door, they have a piece of plywood, and it looks like it's written in spray paint. It says, like, I think it says cafeteria or something. <laughs> what? It just looks mad ghetto, bro. I don't know why they don't update it, but you drive past, and you're like, 
Imagine going there for middle school. It looks really sad. No, dude. Sorry to anybody that sends their kids to school. But to be honest, my middle school kind of looked depressing too. Why when you search Crest Memorial School does a picture of two little girls on a beach come up? Because they go there, bro. They're middle schoolers. Probably some alumni, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. This is, uh, I guess, to be expected in an era where everybody is overly anxious and worried all the time. And the news doesn't really help with the anxiety, right? Yeah. Um, you can't really blame them. Like you wear weighted vests, right? Like when you did the Murph, I didn't, you know, I I didn't, I didn't wear a vest when I did the Murph, but I don't, I I do blame them. You say you wouldn't blame them. Wait, who were, wait, what did I say? (laughs) Hold on. You said, I don't really blame them. Well, yeah, because to be honest, bro. Well, if I see a dude jogging on the street, he, I'm going to think he's jogging, exercising. I'm not going to think he's going to bomb a school. I, I just don't naturally think about that. Like, Wait, I wait. So who are you saying you don't blame? The person that called the police or the guy running with the vest? The people who called the police. Because you, that that's so <laughs> not natural. He looks like Bane, that dude. Like, what are you wearing? Oh my gosh. You I don't see, see that every day. I see them all the time. All, literally Where? all the time. Where are you guys looking? Where are people you guys hanging running. out? Okay, Wearing Josh. weighted vests? Yeah. Here's your no, bro, I haven't seen a weighted vest <laughs> really? in two years at least. This week. As you drive, look and tell me if you see one person next week when we have the podcast. I will. I probably will see one. Report back. I just, it not, it's just not natural for me to think about. Like, do you think someone, like, it was like a teacher in the classroom and she just saw like a yeah, I think it was some mom. It was probably an elderly woman that lived next door and called the cops. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you see, even if you see someone with a big military looking vest, what are you expecting? They're going to blow themselves up? Exactly. I'm not naturally going to think about that. I'm just being, I'll probably figure it out being like, oh, this guy's just running with a weighted vest on because I know what that is. Yeah. But wait, I guess people don't know that guys wear weighted vests. I guess. Yeah. I mean, according to this person that called the police, apparently not. And um, I guess it was just a big misunderstanding and everybody <laughs> went on their, their merry way. But the, the children probably got terrified. Yeah. We're going to just terrorize children Shut because, down the school. And you know what? I wanted to get a weighted vest because I've been running and I just feel like it's a better workout, right? Like throw 20 pounds on and you get a better cardio experience. Yeah, easy. But now I'm second guessing myself and wondering, maybe I just keep going. No, because you'll you'll be fine. Worst case, you cause a little commotion yeah. in the neighborhood, but like, come on. A little commotion? At the end of the day, everyone's going to be laughing about it. True. Good point. What if, <laughs> yeah, I, never mind. My brain goes to dark places. Say it, but. say it, say it. No, I mean, what if like, I don't know. Say it. What if there is like someone that sees me and they're, they see me running and they're like, they think I'm genuinely like a terrorist or something. They snipe me. Snipe you? Nah, that's not <laughs> going to happen. Who's in the neighborhood with a, a sniper rifle? An elderly person that sees a guy and they're like, hey, listen. That is the f- most far out idea <laughs> thought you've ever said on this podcast. Snipe you. <laughs> I was just I was trying to make you laugh, but now now that you've taken it this far <laughs> i feel uh, kind of stupid but i thought you were serious no i'm definitely getting a weighted vest i gotta get i gotta do the a true murph next year i kind of want to get one for the photos like we should take some photos for the podcast outside of Gar- a middle outside of a middle school garden state now how much oh <laughs> sick how much weight do you want in your weighted vest i think i do 45 pounds 40 Jimmy. you did that yeah you ran in it yeah how far did you run three miles at what pace uh did the whole thing in 36 minutes. Okay. It's like, Wait, what's that pace? That's like 12 minute pace. Wait, with a weighted vest? Yeah. Which is like a, it's, it's like that's a, pretty good. It's like a nice brisk walk. I, kind of. Pretty much. <laughs> I've never like, what's your, what's I've time, never worn one. Is it tough? What time do you yeah, have to do that within? Uh, it has to be under 45. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. 
So you walk or you kind of jog? You do both. You jog and you walk, then you jog and you walk. Kind of jog walk. Jog walk. Oh, okay. Jog walk. You Have walk. you done it? No. I'm sure it's hard. Oh, it's, I'm not downplaying your achievement. This whole time I thought like you had experience. Maybe because you've talked about it. I always thought you did, had this one before. They're expensive. A good way to invest is like 200 bucks, I think. To get like one with the plates and everything. Not like a cheap one. So when you got the weights built in you, bro, you just don't need to use one. That's true, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. You got, bro, you're, you're big body. So I'm, I'm just built so different, bro. When I, <laughs> I don't run with you guys. Cause you guys are just on a different league than like level than me. So what like, you're no saying offense. is you have weight on your torso. I got like a good 60 pounds. That's crazy, extra. man. Just muscle. Crazy. You're just a stud. Dude. It's, it takes a lot of work. You can't just like hope it happens. Like you got to put the work. in. Yep. That's right. Well, We'll see what happens in Wildwood Crest. It sounds like this has been resolved, but maybe if you see I someone talk running to that guy. with a vest on, don't call the police because it's a waste of public resources. <laughs> I would love to talk to that guy on the podcast. If anyone's got any leads, like hook him up. Like, yeah. I want him to call in. Like I want to. Oh, we always want to talk to these people that these crazy stories happen to. It's just like no one ever has a connect for us. So let us know. Well, and that, that story kind of leads into our next one. I've been doing a little bit better this week about lining up the stories in an appropriate way. <laughs> Love um, it. Good this job. This next one also, let's talk, talking about school lockdowns, another school lockdown. In Hillside, New Jersey, a street brawl and shooting left local schools on lockdown. Now this, now this is serious. Yeah. And this actually, something happened. Can we talk about what a funny word brawl is? Like, there's something comical about it, right? Or am I making that up? No, yeah. No. I think of Super Smash Bros. Like, yeah. That's, that's all what I think about when I hear the word brawl or like a video game. I think of that game um, where, what was the uh, N64 game where you're a dinosaur, you smash the buildings? Donkey Kong. No, no, no. You go through, you could be a monkey or you could be a dinosaur and you smash the buildings and it's like mayhem, is it called? Um, maybe if it was, that sounds like... Rampage. A, Remember that? I don't think I was allowed to play that game. <laughs> was it rated? I went over the neighbor, <laughs> two story, I'd go over the neighbor's house. Oh, to play that's why, yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was just like, you just go through and... Oh, were, yeah, I remember that. You played this game. I probably have. I don't Josh, remember. you never played this? Maybe. It, it looks familiar. So I was more of like a, a GoldenEye, like the 007 GoldenEye, oh. like nonstop you, on you N64. You couldn't be a cartoon dinosaur destroying a building, but you could take a gun and shoot somebody? James Bond, dude. He's the man. <sighs> All right, well, let's get into this hillside story. So shots fired during a large fight near Hillside High School after classes had been dismissed for the day led to a lockdown for students still in the building Monday afternoon. The fight took place near the intersection of Liberty Ave and Ryan Street at 3 p.m., according to the Hillside Police Chief Vincent Riccardi. A lockdown was ordered while police responded to the fight a block from the high school. Three people were taken into custody. The shooter, a 17-year-old male from Bloomfield, why was he in Hillside? He's 17 at 3 o'clock. I guess he cut class. Delinquent. Uh, was taken into custody with a 17-year-old male from Irvington and a 16-year-old male from Hillside. Ah, the, the, gun, tri- the trifecta right there. Three different towns <laughs> meeting in the middle. Bloomfield, Hillside, and Irvington, man. Uh, the gun, a shell casing, and other undisclosed evidence were found by police, officials said. The lockdown was listed, lifted around 5 p.m. according to... Ricciardi. I said it wrong the last time. It's Ricciardi, I think. Uh, the chief praised his officers al- along with the Union County Sheriff's canine and crime scene units for quickly locating the gun and suspects without anyone being injured. But I must say, a 17-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 16-year-old, this is a great way to ruin your life, wouldn't you say? Absolutely just terrible, yeah. Like, how's a 16-year-old get a gun? That's my question. I'm guessing... It's so easy to get a gun these days, I feel 
You do? Well, think about like gangs, dude. How these? There's like you hear stories about like twelve and thirteen year olds making runs and they got weapons on them. Yeah, but like, okay, so it's it might be easy if you're like if you join a gang because people in gangs they'll got just give you a gun. Yeah, they'll give you a gun. But like, if you right now want to get a gun on the black market, how would you do it? I'm not gonna say it on the podcast, but I got away. You know a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy. He knows a guy. Fair enough. But why would I ever do that? It's illegal. You got to go the legal process, bro. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I gotta say though, like we're we're only two weeks into the school season, and we already have a shooting. Well, it's, it's not like, a, come it's on. It's not a school shooting. This no, is I, this I, sounds like like because it's three guys outside of a school fighting one another. But that's the thing. There, no one was injured. Like, what did they do? Just <laughs> shoot the ground? Well, they found a shell casing. So somebody, yeah, he he took he took a shot. But I'd imagine a seventeen-year-old kid uh, that's trying to act tough does not know how to use a firearm. Of so, course not. Which is probably a good thing in this situation. Um, but they made the arrests, and I, I'm assuming if you're, uh, I'm not a lawyer, but if you're 17, can you get tried as an adult? In some cases, you hear about it. Yeah, it depends. That stinks. Don't be, don't be playing with guns. And don't be starting brawls, man. Outside of a school or near a school. Goodness, man. You gotta use your brain. Shout out to the local law enforcement, uh, the Hillside Police, for holding it down big time. Uh, the canine unit the canine the dog showing up it's just a class all around these boys cleaned up the streets and thankfully no one was hurt nobody was injured and uh hillside is just a little bit safer dude i just want to say like you hear about all these school lockdowns i feel like since we graduated like these schools have gotten so much better at like planning these lockdowns because like how crazy the world is right now i feel like we only did like one lockdown training my whole entire time in high school right jimmy no, we didn't. Well, I graduated after you, but we did like one or two a year. I don't know if I ever Still. did one. We did a lot of fire drills. You know, we never got a fire, though. <laughs> I mean, you well, kind of hope there is one going to be one at some point. Let's be honest here. In a Knock school, what's going to burn? It's all concrete and cinder block. Yeah, my whole school is like marble, old marble floors and lockers. Like, maybe the drop ceiling. Yeah, it burned. Uh, but other than that, the books. The library. Think about that place Whoa. lighting on fire. Jimmy, use your... Were you ever in, even in the library? Probably not. <laughs> it was the IMC, actually. What's that stand for? Like Information Media Center. Yeah, something. I always got confused why they called the library the IMC. I was like, it's the library. Because they're trying to be progressive. <laughs> well, I mean, We missed school. We missed school, and I feel like we had a great school experience nowadays. I'm hoping kids still do, but like, I feel like it's... Uh, with all these lockdowns, bro, it's, it it's must be pretty harder. crazy. What was the name of your guy's library again? The IMC. It kind of reminds me of the Derek Zoolander (laughs) Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. And he want to learn to do other stuff good, too. (laughs) Nice. All right, let's move on. Um, In Mount Laurel, New Jersey, officials are looking for a man who allegedly stole a trail camera. Oh, boy. Heavy-duty crime right here, man. Dude. People are stealing everything nowadays. Trail cams? Here's what I don't get. Why, if you're going to steal anything, would you steal an active camera? They have HD footage of this guy stealing. I could probably take a few guesses here. I think, one, you don't realize that a lot of these trail cameras now are like GPS and everything goes through cellular as soon as it takes a photo. This guy was probably messing with some guys like hunting stand or bait realized that there was a trail camera there. And he's like, Oh, I don't want this guy to know I did this. I'm just gonna steal his camera. But didn't another Uh, camera like capture him too while stealing it. 
I don't know. So a lot of hunters nowadays use two cameras too. Interesting. It says officials with the New Jersey Division of Fish and Wildlife are asking for your help to, ide- uh, to identify a man wanted for allegedly stealing a camera. The NJDFW's Bureau of Law Enforcement says a trail camera was taken from Mount Laurel, Burlington County. Information regarding exactly where and when the heist took place has not been provided by officials. But if you go and look up this article, you will see some photos of this guy, and we're going to put it up for all of our viewers. If you want to help track down the trail camera thief, now would be a, a great time to speak up. Dude, these, these images of him just looking at the camera and all that, they're pretty high quality. Well, he's not. This is what I was wondering about this one. He's not looking at the camera because he's looking down. He's looking at a rock. It looks like maybe bait, like Jimmy was saying. Oh, true. That could be bait. Maybe right he's like anti hunting. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, we're putting the pieces together and wait, live wait, wait, on the pod. So this is the camera that took these photos of him. This is the camera that he stole because he like yes. he's right up against yep. it. Wow. So I think there he's like physically stealing the camera. Normally, your bait pile, you want your camera being pointed towards your bait. So you can see like what deer or whatever's walking through. So you think he's uh, anti-hunting? That's my guess. That's a big chunk of meat right there. What is that? Is that the bait? Probably. Wow. That's what it looks like? That's so cool. So they normally bait with like corn or yams or oh, something like what that. What is this? Uh, looks know. like a... It, it looks could like be a, like a loaf of bread. They, looks, it looks like a London broil. <laughs> for real. It looks like a big juicy piece of meat. They all right. With all kinds of stuff. Well... If uh, we're going to throw this photo up, if you see this guy and you want to hunt the anti-hunter and uh, get him arrested for th- being a thief, you can send a message to the uh, New Jersey Division of Fish and Wildlife. Ooh. They are on the hunt, pun intended. The camera bandit. What is he doing with that camera right now? Probably threw it in a dumpster or something. Because he already saw all the images online. He's like, shoot, they know who I am. Yeah, I mean, and those are good photos too. Like for anybody that wants to look this article up, because I know we were on a podcast and you can't see what we're talking about. Look up, man is caught on camera stealing the camera in NJ. <laughs> Great headline from NJ1015. Um, and you'll see what we're talking about. I think they're going to get him. I think this is going to be a relatively why, easy situation. Why haven't we set up a trail cam yet? I feel like after all these years of hiking and exploring in New Jersey, like why don't we set up trail cams to just see what's going on? I feel like it'd be so much fun. What do you want to look for? I want to see the animals. I want to see the wildlife. I want to see what these crazy people are doing in the woods. Why don't we get our hunting licenses and then we'll have a reason to have a trail camera. I was um, talking to my friend Jake yesterday and he took a picture and he sent it to me of him in one of those tree stands. He's like, I'm 25 feet up in the air right now. Posted up for like eight hours just hunting. Wow. I'm like, dude, that's sick. Yeah, like, they, I guess people are doing that all the time. And they just chill up there, yeah, and they they uh, they wait for something to come back very quietly. But with the trail cams, that's just for these hunters to know like what's in the area. The or? patterns, I think, of like what animals are coming through. Like if you see the, I think the idea is animals, I guess deer, stay in the same areas generally, right? Like if you see a big buck come through, you're gonna go, oh well, there's a big buck in the area, and I'm gonna go hang out and wait for him. See, like, even not being a hunter, wouldn't that be really cool just to, like, look at, like, on her yeah, phone? for sure. I mean, I, I would be open to it. It's pretty cool. So, or you could just get a ring doorbell and watch the people that walk past your house. You don't have one, right? <laughs> no, I should get I one. I thought you were going to get one. I have one, but haven't installed it because, well, I'm a renter and I didn't want to drill a hole in the oh. front of the rental property. I've always wanted to set one up outside my bedroom window looking into the street. <laughs> what? What was up with that response, Jimmy? (laughs) 
you sounded you know, so shocked. I want to just, I want to have a street view. Okay. So what you could do is, and we're going to, we're going to move on to the next story for the listeners, but ring makes all sorts of cameras. You don't need to just a doorbell. You could get a security camera. That's what I was going to do. Mounted outside of your window, pointed down at the sidewalk and you could just speak to people walking past. <laughs> well, yeah, because while I'm editing, like I'm always editing videos in my room. I wanted a separate monitor next to like my editing station of the street, just so I could be like, Whoa, like what's going on out there? Nice. I like that, man. Sur- surveying he, he, the area. Casey Neistat. Exactly. Casey Neistat in- inspired that. Like with all his cameras, he had yeah. like an outdoor camera, like a, a, a camera on his door. Like it was actually pretty cool stuff. Well, I love it for one. So I, I'll back you up on that. You want to help me set that up this week? You got it. Serious. Yeah. Serious. Let's do it. Good. Should I go on to the next story or are we going to keep talking about the Let's camera? do it. <laughs> Down. Awesome. With the spread of electric vehicles, the state of New Jersey is looking to expand the number of charging stations. I was just talking to someone about this the other day, and they're like, you should get an electric vehicle because I am looking for a car. But I'm just like, I'm, I live in an apartment. There's no charging stations anywhere near my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where am I going to go? And someone else was telling me they pulled into a Wawa the other day to charge their EV. There was a line. Because there's not enough charging stations. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's That's a, crazy. It's a big issue. And a lot of the times, the chargers you have at home are like regular outlets, and they take forever to charge. It's not like the superchargers if you have a Tesla. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think Wawa, those are superchargers. They move really quick. It's yeah. like 45 minutes. Um, but may, this is mainly happening in Union County. According to Union County Commissioner Bet Jane Kowalski, while a growing number of people are interested in getting an EV, one of the concerns for people who want to buy an electric car is range anxiety, which is kind of hilarious that there's a name for it. It's just basically the idea that they're not going to get to their destination without having to, you know, worry about it's, recharging. It's pretty scary. And that's one of the benefits of good old petrol. Gasolina. Um, while the number of charging stations has been growing, they may not be enough. For that reason, she said Union County will conduct an online EV infrastructure study starting this Friday to figure out where it makes the most sense to build new electric vehicle charging stations moving forward. So if you live in New Jersey or more specifically in Union County and you drive an EV, you can go to UCNJ.com. That's UnionCountyNewJersey.com. And you can fill out this uh, little survey and say, hey, I want want a station. Yeah, so pretty much in any public parking lot. If they're going to push people to buy EVs, bro, like they got to start putting these things up everywhere because a lot of people rent. I don't fully understand why the county. Okay, so okay, this is a much broader discussion. But why does the why is the county responsible for this? Like, why is once again why is state money going to go into these charging stations? It's not like we do that with gas stations. You just people open up gas stations. Well, they're the ones pushing for the EVs. Yeah, and it's all coming down through the board of public utilities. They do a bunch of grant rounds each year. Um, I think a bunch of um, EVs charging stations are going up in state parks now too. But are they not profitable enough for someone to want to open one? Like, think about this. Why are why would you not? If a gas station's profitable, why would an EV station not be profitable? Is it because there's just there's no money to be made in it? You I, know I think what I mean? you just kind of sell it at whatever the kilowatt hour of electricity is for that area. So that's really not that much money, and that's all going to the electric company. How, so how much private, are these st- charging stations, by the way? Uh, it goes by kilowatt hour so it's I, I don't think it's that much to charge it oh you mean how much is it to buy one no it's like charge a car not much i think it, it's it's gone up because uh, um energy prices have gone up a lot in this past year in general uh but i've heard anywhere from for a tesla last year was like 20 to 30 dollars for my friend so it's um, like filling up for gas 
in like a, a little car. bit cheaper, I think. But I, actually, it depends because he he drives a sedan, so it might be comparable, you know. Yeah. Um, but I I again go to go back to my main point. I don't get why this is not something that we're leaving the private sector to figure out. I get I get what Jimmy's saying, like, um, you know, it goes based off the the rate of kilowatt, kilowatt hour kilowatt hour yeah like whatever that's that standard cost is but don't we also go off of the cost of a barrel of oil for the yeah, gas price like kilowatt hour is different in different places throughout the state like a more remote region say down in like the mm-hmm. pine barrens your kilowatt hour of electricity is more expensive than say um in jersey city yeah but what i get that but then why wouldn't it just be more expensive to charge your car down it south? would be yeah no i know but but how how would that have any bearing on why there couldn't be like a privately owned electric charging station? You know, like the malls have them and Wawa has them. Is Wawa earning money on those? I don't know. Maybe very little. I don't I have no idea. I don't know. Well, but, this is this is interesting nonetheless. I, I bet they're going to put them everywhere pretty soon. But the the one issue I see with all of it, and I'm not an EV hater. We've talked about EVs before. I looked at my friend's Tesla literally today, and I was like, dude, this thing is sweet. But the one thing that is a major drawback is they take a while to charge. Like the, even the Wawa chargers I've heard can take 30, 45 minutes to charge your car. We're going to have cars parked everywhere charging yep. until these batteries Don't have time for that. get more advanced. And so. I want to bring up a news article from our far off neighbors in California real quick that they had last <laughs> week. A mid heat wave, California asked electric vehicle owners to limit charging. That's that, it's so backwards. This is where I get conspiratorial, man. Because if everybody's driving an EV, yeah, right now I think the they want to shut us down. Is like two percent of Californians. Was, I think nationwide it's one percent of uh, cars on the road are electric vehicles. I think I I read that a while back in an article. Uh, California two percent sounds more accurate because they're probably there's probably more EVs in California since they're pushing for them. But it you bring up a really good point, Jimmy. We have grid issues. And solar and wind are not going to be able to power these electric vehicles. So uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but at the end of this rope, there's some, uh, you know, we're going to have to get some electricity from somewhere. So it just, I don't know. I I don't know enough about the the EV argument to to make an argument one way or the other, but it just seems like, I think this this is going to sound like a really unpopular opinion. I think we're going to see, the pendulum swing really far out where everyone's going to have EVs and then it's going to settle somewhere in the middle. Right now we're, we're, on, we're on the far end where you see all these EV companies like Rivian, Tesla, um, what was the uh, Neo, all these different manufacturers. Screw Neo. And I took think, all my money. I know, same here. <laughs> I lost a lot uh. of money in Neo. Um, and then I think it's going to swing back and we're going to see some sort of a hybrid be the solution. Like, what basically, I, I think the Toyota, um, what's the, the hybrid? Prius? Yeah, like the Prius is going to be kind of the model. Something like that is what we're all going to be driving. I mean, not that EVs won't survive. Maybe the batteries will get better, but where are these batteries coming from? Like if the argument's environmental, the way we get these batteries is pretty wicked. And I mean, we can't get rid of them way. either, which is... Yeah, you guys talked about that before. Like yeah. how you guys can't get rid of the batteries. Yeah, so I'm sure there's someone writing an angry review of our podcast right now, but <laughs> I don't know. I just It just doesn't make a whole lot of common sense. But then again, Elon probably has a plan for all of it. And the plan is to move us all to Mars. <laughs> Jimmy, can you do a quick fact check for me? Yes, sir. Um, how many registered passenger EVs are currently in Jersey? 
Because this article right now is saying New Jersey has a goal to have 330,000 registered passenger EVs and at least 400 public fast chargers throughout the state by the end of 2025. Um, as of June 2022, there are 80,000 electric vehicles registered in New Jersey. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, so they're trying to like quadruple that yeah. by 2025 and get 400 public fast chargers. How many, how many do we have right now? Chargings, charging stations, or fast chargers, whatever they're called. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I'd imagine we're close to that number, right? I mean, they're everywhere, I feel like. Also, I'll put it on the screen, Maybe but Josh, not. this is what you were kind of talking about earlier about level one, level two. So there like are... Different, like different charging stations people have. There are 562 public charging stations in New Jersey. Does it say if they're fast chargers? Um, it says these are type one, type two, and fast chargers. Okay, so, so. that's a, that's a mixed mix uh, of all of them. Oh, actually, here, right here, um, there are 79 fast chargers. And yeah. And also, they want to get that what up to, what did it say? 400. I really am interested, and we should do some research on this now that we're talking about it on the podcast, how the pricing model of these chargers works in general. Like, if it's a public utility thing where the town puts it in, are they earning any money on that? Or is it, hey, we're just going to charge you for the electricity? Almost like, if it, I don't know, like I was going to use a, an analogy there, but it doesn't make sense. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think I have, a, I have a lot of research to personally do on that subject. There's so much, there's yeah. so much right there that we just talked about that I want to know more about. I would drive a Rivian by the way. They're pretty sweet. Oh, so cool. Very, very cool. Just expensive though. Mm-hmm. So moving on the state of New Jersey is charging Chipotle a $7.75 million penalty for exploiting child labor laws. I knew I didn't like Chipotle for a reason. And now this just speaks volumes, bro. Brother. Dude, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Cadoba, Taco Bell type of guy. I'm Bubba Coos as of late. Whoa, I love Chipotle. I, I love Chipotle to, too, I but. used to love Chipotle in 2011 and 2012, maybe 2013. But recently it just doesn't do it for me. Ironically, I don't know in why. 2010, 2011, 2012, I hated Chipotle. Now I love it. What do you, you get a burrito? Switch. I'm a burrito guy. I don't know what happened. I used to, it used to make me feel sick when I eat it. Now I, now I love it. I so. had to put down the sour cream, dude. Cause that was getting me like really like sick feelings. Yeah. <laughs> they would put so much into my bowl. I, I'll have a bowl, but at the same time, I don't know, maybe the taste, something about it, but I'm not really a Chipotle guy anymore. And this story is just nuts. Yeah, it says Chipotle Mexican Grill will pay $7.75 million to resolve widespread violations of New Jersey's child labor laws, the state announced Tuesday. A 2020 audit by the State uh, Department of Labor and Workforce Development found that the restaurant chain was persistently disregarding state laws regarding meal breaks and caps on the number of hours minors can work, allegedly more than 30,000 times in four years. So it sounds like Chipotle wasn't giving people meal breaks. <laughs> Minors, especially. Which, <laughs> like, you're a kid. Just keep working. Shut up. Make a burrito. You can get your break later. Yeah. <laughs> it says after school and summer employment can be of tremendous value for both the younger worker and the employer, but these jobs cannot come at the expense of treating employees fairly. It sounds a little dramatic, not going to lie. But they said the settlement is a record for the state. It's a record for the state. 7.75 mil. Do you think that's a little dramatic? I don't know what they were doing to these children. I don't know who complained. I don't know what the... 
I never worked in like a restaurant like that. And so, I guess the law is the law, right? Like if the law says it, you have it, to give people a break, you got to abide by the law. You right? got to follow the laws, bro. Simple as that. And uh, they had these children. <laughs> Mind you, they're like probably 17 year olds, right? Because they're yeah. under the age of 18. They were working like crazy on these burritos. <laughs> and like, I don't really have any sympathy because like I could see a 17 year old being lazy as is being like, I don't want to do this. I just need a job. Like, let me just get on my phone. Um, Chipotle employees are stressed in general. I feel like you go in there and they just seem like they are not well, it's nonstop. There's people constantly coming into Chipotle. Yeah. But like compare that to Chick-fil-A where it's, it's sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. And they're nonstop too. Like Chick- they got some crazy lines. Chick-fil-A, you walk in there and they're like, the kindest people. You, you, I it, always wonder. I'm like, do you even live in this area? You're not from Jersey. There's no way. It really does feel like they're from out of state. A lot of these they people. They ship them in. But internally, a lot of them are probably dying in the inside. <laughs> they just have to like, if they want to keep their, their job, they have to keep the smile on their face saying my pleasure after every order. Could just be strong culture though. Could just be like the company has figured out how to keep happy employees. I know that they get free food on their breaks, so that could be a part of it. Chipotle, take some notes. Feed your workers, maybe treat the, the kids a little better, and you won't have to pay seven seven million dollars in in settlement fees. Yep. I'm good like I'm good. Um never going to Chipotle ever again, I think. Strange. Like if you guys wipe um, Chipotle off the map, I would be fine. Like nothing would change in my life. Heavy disagreement from from me on that Same. one. But we're gonna move on to the next Just story. Just make a burrito yourself. It's probably better. Uh, the next story says, in New Jersey, support is now growing for a reworking of the infamous plastic bag ban. We talked about it a little bit last week, but it looks like they're really trying to push for everyone to get paper bags back in the stores. Yeah, Michael Testa, who's a state senator, called for a complete overhaul of the single-use bag ban that has been in effect since the beginning of May. And now Bob Mendez, who was a sponsor of the original bill, is saying he's open to reworking it. So I know we began, like you said, we began to talk about this last week, but the article was saying, um, this guy Testa, the state senator, he claims the import of the stitched reusable bags has nearly doubled to 500 million bags. It's so many, dude. So It's a big number. And those bags are often, what, thrown out uh, and not reused. (laughs) So this is a real issue. Dude, it's really, really bad. And I think one of them said they rushed the original um, legislation. Legislation, Yeah. They're like, why did we rush this? We screwed up. We didn't think about these consequences. And now look where we're at. Like what? Five months later, if that, like it's such a mess. They, they really screwed up. Yeah. It says with reusable bags piling up in homes and cars of New Jersey residents, uh, Testa says the state should look into New, Jer- New Jersey manufacturers for sol- the solution. Uh, we should have capitalized on the manufacturing power of in-state companies who are capable of filling the plastic void with paper bags. Really good point, I will say, that wouldn't it have been cool if when the state began to make this leg- legislation, they somehow found a way to like incentivize, maybe with a tax break or something, buying bags from in-state manufacturers? Because a lot of these bags are definitely coming from like China. Oh, bro. Most of them probably are. And I'm sure there's some company in New Jersey that's making bags, right? We should be making bags. We should. Maybe we have to add them to our site, but they'll probably come from China if we do that. So yeah, that's why we don't do it. Um, kind of interesting though, to think about what is, if you think objectively, like what is the better solution? Get rid of the old plastic thin bags and have all of these new ones produced that what do you do with them? What is the difference between the thin plastic bag and these new 
like paper, thick fat plastic bags. No, it's paper bags they want to bring. I know they want to bring paper bags, but they're saying there's been 500 million of these reusable, the reusable bags. bags. Yeah, yeah, but like that is a. I feel like a. <laughs> it's it's way worse. We right? replaced one bad thing with another. Even I think I would argue even worse thing because they're so durable. Yeah, hundred percent. They screwed right? up. Yeah. Does that make sense? They, yeah, they're super thick. They're large. They're all over the place now. And that's said, what we were saying last week. I've said it before on the podcast. I love a good paper bag. You carry them. They're just like great. It's old school too. You know. Yeah, I feel like I should a lot of weight. I should tuck my shirt in and whistle while I'm carrying the paper bag. <laughs> and bro, that you could recycle those, and they could just keep making more. It's so easy. Yeah, or just burn them. You know, a great fire starter. But <laughs> I'm not going to say that around Jimmy Parks. Um. What do you guys think happens here? Jimmy, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to get rid of the think, reusable bags? I think we're going to go to a hybrid model. <laughs> I love a good... Um, Everything is going hybrid. Yeah, I love a good non-answer from Jimmy. It's just like the happy medium. <laughs> so, that's his job. I'm serious. I think it's going to be a hybrid model. I think for certain reasons, there'll be um, like delivery at home, right? Those will probably switch over to the paper bag. But when you go to the store yourself you're going to have to bring a reusable. Okay. But does, do the lines begin to blur? And I like, I like when Jimmy makes an argument, I like pushing back because it opens a good conversation. Um, like the straws, I still get plastic straws all the time. It's great. On the straws. I recently went out and I had this like seaweed straw. Whoa. It is a game changer. It didn't break down while I was drinking my drink. It stayed nice the whole time. It tasted good. Whoa, really? It was a game changer. I have to figure out where it is and where I buy them because... Shout out the restaurant. Uh, Johnny Brenda's in Philadelphia. Well, I'm open to a seaweed straw. I think, yeah. It's very interesting. We could find another solution other than plastic. What's the bag... I'm blanking right now. It's not not paper. It's not plastic. It's my Trader Joe's bag. Canvas? Uh, Is it the canvas bags? What are those? Like, are those canvas? Yeah. What do you I mean? Can you like, are those reusable? Like, can you break those down? <laughs> canvas is, I think like cotton, isn't it? Yeah. I think canvas is technically cotton. Are those good? Can we use those? Uh, I mean, canvas is. Cause that's what Trader Joe's is giving out for $5. I don't know. Typing canvas bag. I'll tell you if it is. Canvas is made of cotton, usually mixed with polyvinyl chloride, which does not sound safe. Type in like Trader Joe's canvas bag. Yeah, it's canvas, right? This. That bag? Uh, I have a different color one, but it's same idea, yeah. So it's canvas, yeah. Which is, I mean, you could definitely break down. They cotton. were, they've been giving those out at Urban Outfitters for years now. <laughs> Super reusable too. That's how, that's how you get recycled denim, I believe. So... All right, well, we'll have to see if Bob Mendez and Chuck Testa, actually his name is Michael Testa. <laughs> Chuck Testa. Do you guys remember Chuck Testa? Yeah, what was that from again? That was that old Rat and Link YouTube video. Nope, ch- just Chuck Testa. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But uh, we'll see what happens between these two fellows and if they come to a conclusion. You think it'll happen like quickly or like soon? No. No. Really? I say it's September right now. By February, we'll be talking about an update. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's got to make that its way sense. all the way through and the bills and these things take forever. Um, I, I met Testa once actually. He was wearing a three piece suit. Nice class. Do you shake his hand? Uh, I don't think so. Did you have a top hat on? He did not. Oh, okay. Just curious. <laughs> All right. Next story in Cumberland County, New Jersey, two are dead after a plane crash. Dude, 
we've talked about plane crashes before in the Garden State. It's uh, never easy to report on, but... I feel like there's one, like, every few weeks. It's kind of insane. Yeah. And this one happened, like, uh, within a quarter mile of the airport they took off from, which yeah. is even crazier. And uh, I read our reviews this week after we had that conversation about reviews last week. And there was a review complaining about how Cessna, because I said in a previous podcast that the little Cessna planes are not always safe. And someone was really furious, like, Cessnas are safe. <laughs> and here we are once again talking about a plane crash. Like, Was it a Cessna or was it? A no, it wasn't a Cessna, but which is fair. Cessnas are probably pretty safe. But it, that the idea is a Cessna is one of those smaller planes. And it sounds like this is a single engine. Um, I believe single engine is what you call it. Yeah. Uh, small plane. The investigation is just getting started into what caused a small plane crash in a South Jersey neighborhood. Both people on board were killed. The victims were identified by New Jersey State Police as 24-year-old Christopher Known of Pensacon and a 67-year-old John Known III. Am I saying that right? Known? Known. Something like that, yeah. Of Elmer. So it sounds like a father-son. Yes, it was crash and um the crash happened monday afternoon on parvin's mill road in upper deerfield township cumberland county the state police say both men on board died on impact after they just took off from the airport less than a quarter mile away uh there's a quote from a neighbor that says it was it was like almost straight up and down i looked and there was a there was no help for the people so it was kind of disheartening to see that the neighbor said there was nothing i could do so at this time the, there's still an investigation going on by the FAA, and uh, they'll determine what caused the crash shortly. Yeah, bro. And you just can't even think about what could have went wrong. Um, like yeah. the neighbor said, it was a quick up and down. Um, they just left the airport, and just like that, crash. Awful. It's, it makes me wonder... Um, is it even worth it to do these kind of extreme activities? I know flying a small plane is an extreme, but you were talking about snowboarding before. And I'll be honest, you talk about snowboarding. And I immediately was like, do I want to go snowboarding this year? What if I break my hip? I'm going to have a kid in six months. Like, does that sound like super weak? Uh, it's, like stuff it, happens to people all the time. I know. I, 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 I hear about pilots all the time. I talk to pilots who've been flying their entire lives and like, I was golfing the other day with a random guy and he ends up, he ended up being a United pilot, commercial airline yeah. pilot. And this guy flies every other day. Um, and I must say commercial flights like that, like it's definitely safer than flying these smaller planes probably is way easier as well. Um, less risk. Cause they say those planes are so safe, but, um, I feel like pilots are flying all the time, dude. Like we hear about these stories in Jersey, but I feel like the, it, it is really rare that there is a plane crash, right? Yeah, but also you have to understand, I remember I learned about this in one of my college courses. Like Boeing is one of the main manufacturers of these planes, and they build their planes to something called, I think it's Sigma 6. Have you guys heard of this? No. What is the phrase? Is it Sigma 6, Sigma 5? Oh, yeah, Sigma 6, which is um, basically it's, I believe, kind of like a, a, am I making that up? No, I think Sigma 6 is correct. It's been a while since I graduated from college, but the idea is Boeing builds their planes to a level of perfection where the rate of failure is like non-existent, which I mean, that sounds ridiculous being that we've all been on a delayed flight for some reason or another, but, but they, like, don't, they don't crash the end. Yeah. They are, they are built to a level. I believe the phrase is Sigma six where it's such a level of perfection 
that it's very, very, very rare parts fail. And that means every part within them has to pass certain standards of, of excellence. Whereas I'd imagine these smaller planes are built pretty well, you know, but just like a, a Honda could be built well or a Toyota, it doesn't mean it's not prone to breaking down now and again. Yeah. You might have a piston pop out of the, I mean, well, that's that the thing with like breakdowns, like even with like an engine failure with these small planes, can't they just, they could just glide down. Like I've watched TikToks of that happening and like the people just randomly landing in a field. Mm-hmm. But you think in this situation, do you think something just really bad just went down? Well, they were taking off. And I think that makes it more tricky because you have to figure when you're 10,000 feet up, you got some time to figure it out. Oh, yeah. You, you can yeah, glide. You're also gliding, yeah. But if you're taking off and you don't have that momentum, you you, oh. you might be a couple hundred feet above trees. and then Especially in the area where there's a lot of homes and neighborhoods and absolutely. you don't have like a farm. Hey, Jimmy, do you know the area well? Yeah, it's right by Harvin State Park. Are we talking a lot of land here? Like, is there? Uh, it depends. There's some like um, heavily developed areas, but there's also a lot of farms and stuff like that around too. So, depends. Shoot, man, hate reading stories like that. I kind of want to look up Sigma Six Boeing really quick and yeah, just see please. if I, I made. I'm that very up. interested. Oh yeah, the Lean Sigma Six Way Boeing case study. This is done in 1990. I don't know exactly. I don't remember. I just remember being mind blown when I learned about it. It's like a standard of so sigma one, like there's a different type of safety compared to six, or is it just called sigma six? Sigma six is. I'll show you this right now. Yeah, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna look this up this week, and we're gonna come back next week. It's literally just the process by which they. I mean, I don't. It's been probably twelve years since I was in the class, but it's just there's there's a process. If you're a business person, you can submit a message to us and let us know. It's just the process by which they manufacture that creates perfect products. And it might not even be Lean Six Sigma, I'm thinking of. It might be something else. So it's not just related to a plane. It could be about any product? Yeah, it's just it's just a process of developing excellence, I guess. We'll look it up. I'm, I'm very interested to see like how that works. Maybe next so, week we'll come back with a little bit more info. Yeah, the planes you fly on are... are <laughs> Way safer. Like, if you, on a, if you go on a 747, like, you're not going down. No. Like when's the last time you heard about a plane crash that uh, wasn't taken over or wasn't a plane in like the middle of Siberia or something like remember Never that plane happens. went missing. Do you remember that? Pl- where was that in Russia or something? The plane went missing. Yeah. I forgot about that. Me and, and Breezy used to talk about it all, all the time. It just went off the map. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. All right. Well, let's end on a happy note since we've been talking about some heaviness here. Um, this is some generally really good news. Oh Yeah. So, New Jersey was rated the fifth happiest state in America. Just look at us. Just just look at this right here. That's what I like to hear. We're always happy. People think we're always angry and mad, but that's just how we speak, yelling at other people, and that's just the, the, the Jersey love language. That that's what have. brings joy. Come on. Fifth. Well... The article says with 87% of Americans feeling anxious or very anxious about inflation, according to a recent American Psychiatric Association poll, the personal finance website WalletHub released its report on 2022's Happiest States in America. Analysts compared all 50 states across 30 key indicators of happiness with data ranging from the depression rate to the share of adults feeling productive to income growth and the unemployment rate. When it comes to emotional and physical well-being, work environment and community and environment, New Jersey is the fifth happiest state in the country. Uh, according to WalletHub, New Jersey also has the lowest suicide rate in the nation with New York in what? second place. Did not know that. According to WalletHub. Wow. 
New Jersey ranks second in work environment in the work environment category. It has the third lowest separation and divorce rate in the United States and the fifth lowest share of adult depression. The Garden State misses the top 10 when it comes to safest cities in the U.S. coming in at number 11. That's where they lose me. Ah, whatever. Who cares about that, bro? We're happy. We're feeling great. Just like people are always like, Jersey sucks. But look, we're, we're loving it here. If you're not from Jersey, man, you're missing out. I would say I have theories on this. I think this probably has to do with the, the difference of diet and health standards state to state. Like generally this is, man, I'm going to get roasted for this one. But generally I would say people near big cities are more into diet fads and going to the gym. And like, does that make sense? Yeah. We also have a million different things to do. I it's heard, not like we're boring. There's I, so many places to go out and have fun. I heard New Jersey's also um, the number one gym state in the country. Like more people <laughs> are go to gyms in New Jersey than anywhere else. And I would imagine that's linked to happy. My my personal theory that's going to be linked to happiness. If you're getting good exercise hey, and eating healthy, I completely agree. I don't eat healthy or exercise, and I'm super happy. But like, I know what you mean by that. I feel great after a good run, but. It's good to be happy, man. It's good to be happy and living in the Garden State. I didn't realize we were number five until this article dropped, but that's awesome, dude. That's a really cool little fact right there. Jimmy, what do you think? Are you happy? I'm so happy. Jimmy, Jimmy's always happy. Well, that's good to hear. Also, number we're the lowest in suicide rate. I want to fact check Can that. Can you fact check that? That's wild. If so, that's, that's pretty cool. Like Suicide is awful, but like the fact that we're the lowest. Uh, that's Wyoming. Yes, yeah, so, so this is CDC suicide mortality by state. Um, New Jersey death rate is 7.1, 679 deaths. So I wonder if they go per capita because we have a more dense population than any state in the U.S. Probably. Um, That's probably how, Okay, so yeah. by death rate, we are, we are the lowest, 7.1. Wow. Um, by deaths, we're definitely not. We're, Rhode Island has 94. Um, What's the California is the worst state wait, do it for by death the, rate? What's the death rate, or what's the first one you did? So the the first one I did was a death rate. Yeah, death. Well, let me just give total deaths. California had the most suicides of any state in twenty twenty of four thousand one hundred and forty four. Wow. Um, death rate, but they also have a larger population than a lot of states. You have to figure. So the the top ten states are New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maryland, Connecticut, California, Illinois. With the um, lowest, with the lowest. With the lowest death rates, yeah. But that doesn't mean they're not having suicides. Of I course. I wonder what the worst state, Wyoming, is 30.5 is wow. the death rate. Wait, what, then Alaska right before it? That's sad. Yeah, I want to understand how they calculate. Oh, so number of deaths per 100,000 people in the total population. Mm. That's how you calculate the death rates. So per 100,000 people in New Jersey, 7.1 commit suicide annually. Let's keep lowering it. Yeah, let's get it down. Yeah. Um, but if you think about Wyoming. Wyoming, Alaska, 30, Montana, New Mexico. 30.5 people per 100,000. Jeez. So I, I've been to Wyoming. I've been to Montana. All these states that are on the top of the list for suicides are states where there's a lot of nothing going on. Yeah, just you know? lots of open land. Like Jimmy and I were just in Idaho and Montana just driving for hours without anything nearby, you just see these random farmhouses. And so you can imagine people get bored out there. 
Yeah. It's really I, sad. I imagine it's easy to get kind of lost in the sauce of like, who am I? What am I doing with my life? I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I guess with Jersey, there's so much going on and so much noise around you. It helps. Yeah. That's if what you are like dealing with suicide or like depression. Like there's, you know, there's someone to run to. This CD, the CDC.gov website is very, very interesting um, because it gives you all these different stats on the state of New Jersey, like the divorce rate, 1.7 per 1,000. That's really low. We're killing that, it, dude. That can't be right. 1.7 out of 1,000 marriages? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Oh, maybe 1.7 per 1,000 individuals, and maybe out of those 1,000, not everybody's married? Because they always say they always say the divorce rate's fifty percent, which I know isn't totally true. There's some there's some uh, funny business with that number, but um, life expectancy seventy seven point five years. Leading cause of death: heart disease, um, drug overdose death 32. rate thirty two per one hundred thousand. So compare that number to the suicide rate. Um, that's a lot of people dying of drug overdoses. It's terrible. And, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting that they have all this data on New Jersey, but it's good to know that people are happy. I think you're right that I think the busyness of life helps people to, um, numb themselves from their own unhappiness and pain. So they just go, I'm getting on the bus to New York city, going to work, coming home, going to the gym, keeping my life busy. going to answer some emails before I go to bed, watch Netflix, pass out, look at my phone done every single day of their life. And they don't ever stop to go. Am I even content with my life do i feel like my life has meaning <laughs> but like even so like if i am if i'm ever like sad or i'm having a terrible day i'm always like keeping my head up and i know like there's people to talk to and i always know tomorrow is a brand new day that's right brother fresh start you know you just there's no there's no other option you can't stay down you just got to always get back up and uh, fix it so well um to those that might be dealing with i was about suicide to tell you that. or just depression in general. There's uh, New Jersey has a bunch of different hotlines that you can call. Um, one of the main ones I'm going to give you right here. I have it right in front of me. One eight hundred two seven three talk is a twenty four hour toll free confidential suicide prevention hotline. So if you're struggling lately and you just need to get a little bit of help in your life, maybe you need to talk to someone. Maybe you feel uh, a little bit lonely. Give the number a call. Or send us a message. Reach out to the Garden State. We'd love to talk to you. If yep. you feel like you're going through it, send us a DM on Instagram or email us. We try and, to uh, get back to every single DM and email. Try my best. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard, but if someone reaches out with a situation like this, I'd love to talk to them. And 100%. Them. So We're here for you. With that, that's the end of our stories, boys. We had a power-packed episode. Uh, I think this was, what, an hour and 15 minutes long? Yeah, right around there. Episode 34 crazy proud of us boys how are we at 34 right now are you guys ready for the garden state christmas extravaganza episode i'm stoked (laughs) i can't wait for the christmas tree brie right there in the corner oh wait so i have i have a really good idea for that um christmas episode we gotta talk through it though okay Okay, cool but i think we should try to raise money for like toys for tots or something like that i have a very close connection with a christmas tree farm in new jersey you wait you do i do do they wholesale i don't know Jimmy, guys, we have a lot to discuss. Jimmy, we need to talk, brother. Yes, sir. All right. And on that note, thank you all for listening to the podcast. We will talk to you next week. Hey, keep your eyes out for our merch. It should be coming out next week. Thegardenstate.com. You can't miss it. Thegardenstate.com. That's our website. And uh, these hoodies are cozy. It's going to be the perfect hoodie to wear by a campfire this this fall. Would you agree? Yeah, dude. I can't wait to bring this outside. I can't wait for those cool fall nights. 
fire going. It's going to be great. And with that, that's all we got for you guys this week. Have an amazing week. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. Later. Bye. You're listening to the Garden State. The Dirty Jurors.